If there's one thing I know, it is very clear that everything wrong with baseball is thanks to the World Baseball Classic. We will hopefully not spend much time on today as we talk about some roster moves and players getting sent to minor league camp, uh, as well as what's going on uh, with this Cleveland Guardians team, and uh, not so much what is occurring with the worst baseball competition that is currently happening, uh, you know, just down the block. <laughs> Locked on Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Uh, Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in App Stores. Our listeners get 100% free boost to franchise and using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps. I'm Jeff. Over there is Justin. Uh, We, you know... (laughs) I'm sending a strongly worded email to Locked On about your your comments to open the show. I was, I was pretty I proud. I did not problems. have worst baseball competition as something uh, pre-set up. That that came to me as I was doing my mini rant. Um, I didn't watch any of it. Again, if you enjoy it, enjoy it. I, I have no problems with someone who's enjoying something. I don't want to yuck your yub. Please understand that I am doing this mostly to tease Justin. It's not for me. I couldn't get into it. I know a lot of people really enjoyed this past weekend. Hey, you know what? They are showcasing the talents of baseball <laughs> in this in the classic. Okay, they are the doing a lot of showcasing. Yes, that is part of the bingo expression. card. That is part uh, of the bingo card. Before we get into today's show, we had a lot of fantastic commenters point out that the reason that uh, certain players' numbers weren't retired, and there's literally too many of you to say who said it. Uh, so many play- people commented that. Thanks uh, for paying attention. Yes, that the reason that uh, no numbers were retired before 1929 is nobody wore numbers before 1929 on their backs. That was a thing that the Cleveland baseball team took from the Yankees. Apparently, that was a Yankees thing of retiring numbers and doing that. So it started there and then became a Cleveland thing. So that's why, you know, there is no Nap Lajway. There is no Tris Speaker. Uh, all of those guys were from before that era of uh, performance. So. Uh, Everybody does it now, though. Everybody yeah. retires numbers. What, but, what, what would you propose to honor players like obviously the guardians have the Is Ray, uh, every, isn't uh, Ray Chapman honored in some way, even though isn't he from that era as well? Well, they've honored him a bunch of different ways with things they've dedicated to him over the years, but I mean, they, they have the 20, they have Lee, they have the, the hall of fame out in center field. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Uh, heritage park, other, other, other teams and ballparks have team hall of fames too. So like, I don't know what, what's the alternative to retiring numbers. You just put their name up there into like a ring of honor or something, or I don't know. No, I honestly the alternative. Don't. Let us know if you, if you think that uh, we only had one comment like this, but if you, if you think that other, uh, there should be an alternative to retiring numbers, because this way they don't have to be in the hall of fame. If you want to retire their, or do something for them, how would you ask them to honor players that deserve, you know, similar honors i suppose is what i'm trying to say yeah no uh but yeah we wanted to get to that and again uh, i know many people told us so i do feel bad they don't i can't sit here and tell you exactly which person it was but i know we We did have we know you know a lot of people so uh that was our first thing we wanted to 
discuss. Uh, then uh, we got since our last last we got together and recorded you and I. Uh, there's been several players set down to the minors or minor league camp, I should say, and one player activated to the minor league camp. Uh, that being Cade Smith, who we talked about on the show with his performance in the the worst baseball competition, uh, though he looked quite good there. He was, he was the good Canadian pitcher. They had one. Um, yeah, well, he I'm had not, a I'm not wrong from what I understand with that one, though. Um, Unfortunately. So, yeah. So now that that has occurred, uh, do you want to talk about the other players sent down to camp since I've hogged the mic for the first five minutes? <laughs> well, Cade Smith, yeah, he said back in AAA or back in the minor league camp, uh, never did get to pitch. I, th- I don't know. Did he pitch a, a, a Cactus League game with the Major League Club? And I don't think he did. He left for- he, I think – no, he did. I did because I remember watching a game. He did get into a Major League okay. game because he had a strikeout. I know I I, uh, I had the video. Uh, and his, his parents had the video as well. And then Connor Pilkington sent back to the minor, to AAA – not really a surprise there. He's going to continue to work as a starter in the minor league. So uh, just to suspect that he'll probably be the sixth man up, you know, for double headers or the first guy recalled early in the season, should there be an injury. So not really a, a surprise there. I guess maybe the only thing would have been, could he be an extra lefty with Sam Henches being maybe out to start the year? But for what it sounds like, Sam Henches is not going to be out too long. It sounds like as soon as he starts being able to get, he's throwing again, but as soon as he gets into the bullpen, and starts getting into games, he'll be able to ramp up pretty quickly. So, and doesn't it uh, feel like disaster know, we'll get, avoided? Yeah, with his his health is part of it. But you know, to interrupt with kind of some of the the other players will get into this reassignment. Doesn't it feel more and more like Tim Heron's making this team? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think I think they're going to have to have Tim Heron on there. So the other assignments were uh, not really surprises either. Philip Deal was a lefty you signed late in camp. He has been reassigned to minor league camp. Caleb Berger, who was signed before the before spring training started, I know a lot of people thought maybe there was a chance he could break camp as one of the lefties or an extra arm out of the bullpen. Uh, just didn't really show a whole lot, it seems like, there in terms of helping right away. Maybe he'll go to AAA and, and pitch and, and earn his way up because he's had some success in the past as of – I guess Philip Deal has too, but Berger at least had some as more notable success, I guess. And then Dustin Knight, he was kind of an out-of-the-radar relief op, relief minor league free agent they sign. He's back in minor league camp. I don't even know if he'll go to Columbus this year. We'll see if they keep him. And their pitching is obviously loaded down there. And then Brian Lavastida option back to AAA as well. So the catchers left in camp now are are Mike Zanino, Mabrys, Valoria, and Cam Gallagher, and, and Zach Collins. Sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't forget Zach Collins. Zach Collins is actually accrued. Quite a bit of playing time. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, he DH today against the Rockies and, you know, whatever. But I don't think Zach Collins is making this team. Some people seem to think Zach Collins is making this team. I, I still think the comments point – the fact that they have been hot on Cam Gallagher a couple times throughout his career tells me that he's going to make this team, especially with the moves they've made. And that's what we expected all along. And anyway, from the start of camp, um, no surprises. So I guess we'll see what what, what – how they split the playing time in AAA. Because, look, you're going to have Lavacina, you're going to have Naylor, you're going to have Valoria, essentially, or probably. Maybe Lavacina goes to AA. I think the other thing to, to point out, too, is that um, just because guys are optioned to minor league camp or optioned to AAA doesn't mean they're going to end up in AAA for the year. It also doesn't mean they can't come back and play in Cactus League games, too. I saw someone on Twitter saying that, what was it, uh, Brian Rocchio played in a game over the weekend, and after they optioned AAA and they thought they just burned one of his options, that is not the case. He yeah. 
he was uh, he's you're in spring training. You can bring guys back up from minor league camp to, to fill in without calling them up or sending them down. So all those guys, they may end up in triple A. They may end up in double A. We'll see. Nope. That makes a hundred percent sense. It's just interesting to see those six players sent down uh, the four, you know, uh, two were on March 7th. And then the other four, I believe were announced today, getting closer and closer to what that roster is going to look like. Uh, we also, you know, we're going to get into Andres Jimenez a little bit here in part two, some fun data we have, as well as some talks about what the extension might look like. Uh, additionally, we are also uh, going to talk about some interesting kind of info about Logan Allen. I think safe to say it that way on today's Lockdown Guardians. But first is going to be a quick word from one of our fantastic sponsors. And that one is the title sponsor today. It is Ultimate Baseball GM. I already finished my run. Two World Series is a 500 career record in like 24 years or 25 years. What I enjoy about this game is once you get used to it, you essentially like the, the year begins, you set your, your team, your roster, you make your trades, and then you kind of just sim the year and see how it goes. It's, it's a GM simulation. It is definitely a, G, a GM, not a coach. It is a GM simulation. I have a lot of fun with it. Like I said, I own every sport they make this game in, in premium mode. And on Friday, I did go in and enter the promo code locked on to get my boost to help my team out. That is very useful for your coaches would be my recommendation. I think it's a ton of fun. I think it is the best simulation game currently available uh, on Android devices. And I would, I'm not just saying that because I'm saying it because I mean it. So listeners get a free 100% boost to your franchise when using the promo locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. I have been, I have been, uh, I fired my entire coaching staff when I started that up today. So I would not recommend doing that. Jeff tells me Jeff's the expert. I listen to him, but I, 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 I got to do like a, staff. maybe I'll do like a, a, a video, just like what to do in this game. Uh, yeah. It is a little different. It's not like traditional um, stuff, but I mean, like I said, I, I have fun with it, even though it's not traditional. Um, oh, so we'll start with, yep. I, I kind of rolled over uh, the Nick Miklojak issue. So why don't you, uh, I forgot we we're going to talk about in segment one. So here it is in segment two instead. Why don't you, uh, he, what, left with an out left in the inning or after recording one out? What was the specifics? Yeah, he recorded one out in Saturday's game, and he came out uh, after playing Arizona, and uh, the team said he had sustained an arm injury during that game. He only got one out. I don't know what the uh, the situation was at that time. But, yeah, they're, they were supposed to get some uh, some diagnosis, some imaging on him on Sunday, and, they don't have an update. I'd imagine Monday we'll hear an update from them. That's unfortunate. You know, I don't. I don't want to speculate too much, but you know, last year he struggled a little bit. He still had some decent numbers. Like if you look at his numbers on the surface level, they're fine. I guess below the surface, there's there were some issues. But um, I, you know, I kind of wondered last year was was his issue related to the AAA ball because you know a lot of guys had issues with the AAA ball last year. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit too. You know, even Tim Heron told us when we had our interview with him that it took a minute to him for him to get settled in. And he struggled a little bit. I mean, he still threw the crap out of the ball and struck guys out and threw hard, but he had some, some struggles. I think Peyton Battenfield did too, but I kind of wondered if there was more going on with Mikulajic, if he had some arm soreness because the velocity came down, the stuff overall just kind of backed up and, the strikeouts fell, the walks went up, and he was always a strong control guy in college, right, Sam Houston? He he didn't walk a lot of guys, so that kind of surprised me that he 
was a bit of a went. change for him. Yeah, so I kind of thought the walks last year were kind of a surprise. And I think the, the red flags instantly go up when you hear velocity's dropping, control is 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 struggling. Like that right there kind of like makes you think there's some sort of injury. So but I'm not gonna speculate on that. But unfortunately he did have an arm injury and hopefully it's nothing serious. But Mandy Bell wrote of uh, MLB.com but the Guardian said that he was having an interesting camp. I didn't haven't really paid a ton of attention to his outings. Like we're not gonna get into spring training stats on here. I'm sorry. If you if you are I mean, Jeff might, but I'm not I shouldn't speak for Jeff, but if you're going to come on here and be like, ah, oh, this guy's struggling, this guy's not playing well, and no, I'm, 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 I'm just not going to get into that. Like, you know, I realize this team doesn't have a lot of track record considering they have a lot of young guys, but, like, people are like, ah, Cal Quantrill stinks. Like, you know, I, I'm not so worried about that right now. Like, he – Cal Quantrill actually has a track record. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez, you know, I guess does, but he – or doesn't, but he, and he's struggling this spring. But uh, not one of those things a- I'm worried about. To go back, if you're curious, Nick Miklojak in college over three years had a walk rate of 269. High, highest it ever reached was a freshman year is a 3.07. Yeah, and he was at a 10% walk rate in AAA or higher last year, I mean 12 or 13, which was high for him. He was definitely in the single digits before then. So that was definitely a, a sign, like I said, that and, and a drop in velocity. But hopefully he's, he's okay. He had eight appearances this spring. So he's pitched quite a bit. And I guess, you know, that means he had been throwing well. The couple times I'd seen him on video were like, they were okay. I wouldn't say he was as good as I remember him being in double A, uh, but it's spring training. So you never know. And, and who knows what, what was going on. You don't on. know what they're working on. Like last year right. was terrible uh, for a lot of camp. Cause I remember people being like, "Uh Oh, what happens if there's like, people were like, I'm worried he was a sticky stuff guy. I was getting those yeah. when I was in camp a year ago. And I'm like, let's wait and see. But it's like, no, he was just working on other pitches. Like sometimes don't always assume that a guy well, is, you know, not working through developing something or working on something else for Bieber. You know, he was trying to correct bad habits that he created from his, his shoulder issue that was, uh, that happened in 2021. And it took him a long time to get out of that. I don't know if the velocity could ever come back from him for him, but he's still a good pitcher and and we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, I just don't get too worked up over camp unless guys just aren't playing or they get hurt or I agree. I'm just irritating what, what the complaint was a year ago. I heard. Right. Um, If you hear like, Oh, this guy's velocity is down. This guy is is moving slowly. Like, yeah, there are physical things you can you can trust that are bad. Like velocity drops and this guy's bat looks slow, or this guy's running slower, or something looks wrong. Physical things are things to pick up on, but not statistical. If guys are if guys are just kind of like, you know, if they're going over four or four strikeouts every day, I guess that gets a little concerning, but he's not. So uh a guy who is not struggling, who didn't struggle, he hasn't really been in camp is Andre Semenis. So he will get back to camp on Monday for the first time since early on after he was, he left for the event Venezuela played really well for team Venezuela uh, made a great play, by the way, Jeff, I know, I know you were very curious about this. He made a great play on Saturday uh, through the ball to, to Jose Altuve at second before Jose Altuve got hurt. It was, a, it was a throw in the dirt. It was, it was a, he bounced it. It was still a good throw. Jose Altuve could have scooped it, I think, but uh Great, great play at shortstop for him. Um, but MLB, I'm sorry, The Athletic, Tim Britton, we talked about his extension his extension article about Shane Bieber. Uh, and we've talked about Andre Semenis having an extension or what, what would look what would it look like for him on this show before. But this was a, a pitch from uh, Tim Britton. And he said, I believe it was six years, 75 million. Yes. And that's, I think that probably works. That might be, I mean, I don't know. Do you think... Do you think it's got to be a hundred? Do you think six seventy five is enough? 
I mean, I think that gets you because you're buying out four years. Yeah, he'll so go to arbitration he'll get, next. He'll yeah. He, no, he'll be arbitration next year yeah. after after this. So season. he'll have three years. So if you do it now, it's six. So you're buying. I'm sorry, you're getting two years bought out, and then he added in the possibility of like um, team options after that. I mean, I think that's I think that's reasonable. Let's at least put it that way. I think that is a reasonable idea for a contract um, that could occur. I'm not saying it's going to, but I think there's that's, it makes logical sense. Would you be comfortable giving him that that contract? Yeah, I yeah. Would. absolutely. You even even if he keeps diving into first base, he's not going to keep diving into first base because I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm I'm going to just sit here and scream on this podcast and not do anything. But uh, I mean, you know, he's so dang fast. Stop wasting your speed. <laughs> you slow down when you dive into first. You slow down. It's always the wrong call. Always the wrong call. Jeff's going to get me fired up over the World Baseball Classic, and I'm going to get him fired up over Andre Semenis sliding into first base. And Jeff, you want to know how you want to know how you can get more fired up over Andre Semenis sliding into first base being not a good idea? I, I don't. How can I get even? How can this make me even more annoyed? It's already made me annoyed. How can, <laughs> how can you make me I'm, more annoyed? I am happy to annoy you more after after how you started today's show. I, I'm going to make it my focus the rest of the show to. To annoy you more. So um, the great Sarah Langs, researcher for MLB. Uh, he, Andres Medes had an infield single in the World Baseball Classic with a sprint speed of 29.8 feet per second, just shy of the elite 30 <laughs> feet per second threshold, uh, 4.21 seconds home to first time, tied for fourth, fa- fourth fastest event on any base hit in the WBC game this year in MLB Park. Jimenez also has number two on the list. So number two, number four. So Andres Menes is fast, is what we're trying to say, what Sarah's trying to say. And Jeff is so angry right now. He is just turned. Sorry, I, I don't want to sneeze on I don't want to sneeze on Mike. And I feel like <laughs> one's coming, and I feel like that would be really disgusting. So I'm I'm just I'm a picture of Justin right now because I have that feeling like I'm gonna sneeze. It's and I'm not sneezing yet, but I also don't want to like have have that be nice and disgusting on here. Um Okay, so Andres Jimenez is fantastic. Uh, he is going to be the best second baseman in baseball this year, uh, especially because Al- Jose Altuve uh, got his uh, thumb broken at the worst baseball competition. Uh, so now there's not a whole lot of competition for uh, Andres Jimenez. And, uh, I mean, him and Altuve really weren't all that far apart. When you look at aging curves, like there's a good chance that Jimenez could have been the better guy this year. Not that any Houston fan is, uh, if there's any watching right now, they are angrily typing and telling me I'm a moron and don't know baseball. But uh, I, I think, you know, there was, he was already kind of in that elite elite tier. And uh, I think he's just going to keep getting better. I don't have any problems giving six years, 75 million, buying out some years of free agents. He's also super young. Like, what does that even take him into? How old is he right now? I don't know his age. He is, I believe, 25. 20, he'll be 25 in September. He'll pay. So he'll yeah. play all year gonna at age 24. Team. So six years to age 30. If yeah. you keep him through age 31, that's he still has time to hit free agency and get another contract yeah. after that. And you've got him through the best. I am totally up for that. And, and at the end of it, it's like you're talking about a little more than like 11 million a year on average. I mean, even if he regresses slightly, he is more than worth that. He's worth yeah, I, eleven million alone just for the defense. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll regress so much where it's not going to make that contract worth it. So we'll see what happens. I definitely think that uh, he'll be comfortable sliding at a first more though if he gets the contract because yeah. he has to worry about injuries because he's paid. So 
he'll keep sliding into first, Jeff, and he'll keep making you a very happy podcast host. He will. Uh, speaking of things that make me happy, our good friends over at FanDuel. Uh, right now, they are the NBA season is coming to a conclusion. So is the NHL season. Columbus Blue Jackets in a heartbreaker were just eliminated from the postseason. I know. Kidding. <laughs> I mean, not kidding. They were just literally eliminated from the postseason, but they've been eliminated since like the first week of the year. Um, and right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to view, use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, threes drained. Uh, we, again, will advise you bet the over on the Guardians win total. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and MLB. Uh, I, I, I got to ask a quick if... question. Oh, oh go ahead. Uh, let me know, uh, listeners, if there is a slight whirling noise in the background. I feel like... I let my daughter set up one of those uh, rock tumblers, and I feel like I've heard it this whole show. So I'm curious if anyone else can hear it. I don't hear anything, but I was going to say I would have been if there. I don't know what the odds were on FanDuel for the World Baseball Classic, but I would have been giving you very bad advice because uh, Team USA just advanced to the finals to face the winner of Japan and Mexico, and I definitely had Venezuela versus Japan in the finals. So I would have been half. I might be half right. We'll see. Mexico and Japan. Uh, play on Monday night, but uh, I definitely didn't have USA in the finals. I guess I was underestimated their lineup. Their lineup was good, but man, pitching has, uh, has been I mean, good enough. People thought Venezuela was un, unbeatable, is what I took away from being on Twitter at, at various points during this competition, but this thankfully guy. the national nightmare is nearly over. The World Baseball Classic is almost done. Hey, um, we're going to get we're gonna get Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani, Otani so how dare you? Now, now Japan's going to lose, and we're going to get a U.S.-Mexico rematch just to make that That'd not happen. Yeah. Logan Allen, velocity bump. Uh, after a guy who kind of spent the second half of the year being doubted, being moved down on uh, prospect lists, kind of being an, almost an afterthought with the big three, and then, you know, you look at what Cantillo did and kind of the curiosity there and the curiosity of Morris. It's like Logan Allen might have been the sixth most interesting pitching prospect in this organization. Now, he's he hasn't seen a big velo bump like a lot of other guys. If you go back to that draft, he was my highest rated player they drafted. Um, I had someone comment in the comments because that's what you do in comments. Like the Carson Tucker is the worst first rounder ever. He's not. Uh, because part of the reason is they knew he was way under slot and they used some of that money to go get Logan Allen and to get PD Halpin. So, Maybe. you know, they, they balance it out. But Logan Allen, this velo jump could be huge because he hasn't really had that since he, he was always strong secondaries, great athlete. He was a two-way guy in college, a first baseman when he wasn't pitching. And now a velo bump. I mean, he's this, this could make him really interesting. And it's great for a guy who, again, kind of ended the year on a sour note. Yeah, he did. And, and James Harris, this was talking to um, MLB.com, MLB Pipeline. I think it was Jim Callis or Jonathan Mayo, one of those the guys. Mayo and, did the was article. it Mayo? Yeah. Okay, so he was talking about Logan Allen, and, and Harris had, had mentioned it. And, and this could be spin, too. There's no there's no way of knowing how. I mean, I, I've talked to James Harris in the past. I generally would trust what, I ha- what he has to say, but he also is going to come out and 
and uh, say anything about negative about, about his players either. But, you know, he said that Allen had some issues adjusting to the new baseball, which I think is probably true, even if there was something else going on. We've heard that from multiple uh, players. That that's like, right, I said, yeah. Thing. Yeah. So that was definitely something to figure out. Other guys struggled with it, but he is throwing harder in spring training, which, you know, when he came out of college, is like an 88, 92 guy. And he mostly has stayed that he was 88, 92 could hit 94 throughout the minors. And, and I've never seen him go higher than 94, but he's generally safely in that 90, 92 range most times. Um, but if he's a guy who is, is going to be throwing, if he can hit 95, 96, I'm talking about him sitting like, I don't know, 91, 93, 95. Like if he can, if he can sit in the low nineties versus, I don't know, not as long as he's not falling into the 89, 90 range. Like if he can stay above the 89, 90 range, and he can top out at 95 or 96. That's pretty a pretty significant jump for him. You know, he's not a big guy. Like, Joey Cantillo had a better chance to compete throwing 88 to 92, topping out at 94 when Cleveland got him because Joey Cantillo has a massive wingspan and has yes. a, a lot of extension Long in his levers. delivery. Yeah, so he, he – some of the he, levers in the organization, yeah. I feel like. He gets a lot of extension in his delivery, and, and his fastball played up because of that. So even if he was throwing 92 – it looked a lot harder because it was getting on players faster. Logan Allen is a short guy and has short levers, so he doesn't have that same benefit. The one thing he always had going for him was that low arm angle that he's got a very a very flat approach angle, as they call it, which means uh, his ball, when he throws a fat, anything to the plate, it's just very – it's a very unique arm angle, is, is release point. It's, you don't see it a lot in baseball. You know, it's, it's not Chris Sale, but it's like in that conversation and – uh, there are other guys who are in baseball now. This is becoming a concept that teams have really picked up on the last like I don't know, five or six years. Um, so that that helped his fastball. But if you combine that with him throwing, like I said, 92, 94, and he can hit 95 or 96, that changes things for him because he gets a little more margin for error when he doesn't locate the fastball. Uh, you think it might extend to other pitches too, right? Like it could aid his changeup. It could aid his slider. Um, he's already got really, you know, pinpoint control. If he, if he needs a little more margin for error, he might have it. And I think he certainly could have used it last uh, September when he was in Triple A. Because I think that was part of the issue too, is he couldn't locate his fastball and it got hammered. Because he's the guy who's got to live on the black of the plate. So I'll be curious to see if he can, he can bring this into the season and sustain it because that can make a big difference for him. Even if we're just talking about you know one or two miles, as long as it's. His, his average, if he's averaging one or two miles an hour or more, and it's, and it's extending to the rest of his pitches. Yeah, because, I mean, basically the biggest thing holding him back is that fastball. And you go and you look at... Size. I mean, yeah. I mean, his size is... It's not too. traditional st- size. I mean, yeah. he's but, he's he's still an athletic player, but yes. he is not your prototypical no, size for a starter. But, I mean, for, for a lefty, like, there are lefties with his size. Like, that's not unconventional. Um, but he is smaller, like in fairness, but it's like the, the slider. And then, you know, I've seen it labeled a change. I've seen it labeled, uh, splitter, you know, I I think it's exactly that those two pitches both, I think have the chance to be plus offerings. So you just want that fastball to be average. Like we luckily live in a world now where people realize you don't have to throw the fastball 70% of the time. And he shouldn't, you should be a guy who's relying on the secondaries and the fastballs to set him up. This velocity, if it takes him from being a 45 to a 55, which it might, that's huge. It takes a pitch that was just a show-me fastball 
to one that he can mix in there and, and effectively use, it, it could change his whole potential outcome because those secondary offerings are so strong. Um, and if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know, I think the trick to pitcher surviving and health is athleticism. He's got that in spades. Like he's a very athletic on top of just being a very smart kid. Um, Pitchability. Yeah. yeah. I think he has a potential to really, to leap out this year. Cause again, at the end of this year, you don't have to add Tanner Bybee to the 40 man. You don't have to add Gavin Williams to the 40 man. You do have to add Logan Allen. Uh, so th- he's one of those guys set up like a year ago. What's what they did with Benson, what they did with Naylor, what they did with you know, almost every p- player in this organization was pre added before the season ended. So he is basically going to sit there and I would not be shocked if he ends up in the big leagues halfway through the year, if he is great in AAA and someone struggles and gets hurt, much like they did with Tristan McKenzie in 2020, I would not be shocked if he is the guy who gets promoted if he's pitching well. Yeah, I, I think it would be an unfortunate development if both Logan Allen and Joey Cantillo don't make their major league debuts this year for some reason. I mean, it would be unfortunate if it's due to an injury, but that's we know it's likely to happen because of police seconds of all these histories, and we know you just don't get through the season with six starters. Right now, you have seven or eight guys, depending on what to do with Hunter Gaddis and Xavier Curry, you have seven or eight guys that could start a game for you. Um, it'll probably take more. And and this is a team that had a lot of luck with health last year, although Savali and Plesak were the only ones that had health issues last year for most of the season. So, I don't know. Will, will they have more unfortunate luck with pitching? You sure hope not, but they're equipped to handle. It just depends on how high end they can get. But I think it would be an unfortunate development for whatever reason, if you don't see those two, because Cancelo, if he doesn't make his major, I know they're going to be careful with him, but if he doesn't make his major league debut, to me, that says he probably had some more health problems because he's close. He's close enough where you, he should be in line to like, you know, if, if for whatever reason, Connor Pilkington is, uh, is hurt, or if maybe they need a double header starter and that happens to be Cantillo's day to pitch and not, and not, Pilkington and they just need him for that second game or they need him to cover some length in the, in the bullpen, you know, hopefully that's Cantillo. If, if, if it gets a chance, if he is, if they don't trust him enough to do that at some point this year, I think that's, that means he's either unhealthy or something's not going right. And same for Logan Allen. I know there are some logistics to, to work out with the 40 man first before they can get Logan Allen on there. But like you said, the way they have treated things in the last year with uh, adding guys before they uh, get to November, I think there's a good chance that you could see Logan Allen this year too. And I think it would be a good thing. Cause like you said, that means he's pitching well, would it be unfortunate if it's from an injury? Yes. But this team can survive injuries to, to a couple pitchers. I think it, it, it's going to be tough if, you know, these kids are rookies. They don't have a lot of experience. So things could get bumpy in that respect, but it depends on when it happens. But yeah, I think that it would be, it could be a good thing. It's at least a good thing for Logan Allen. If he, they trust him enough to make his debut this year. Yeah, no, I think I expect to see him this year. And I think it's, you know, you got Pilkington, you got Curry, you got those guys, um, Gaddis. It's kind of your spot starters. But I feel like it, if you need the guy who's going to come up and pitch for a few months, maybe that's when they go to Allen if he's pitching well. Um, and, you know, I think, again, one of our big takeaways should just be AAA data was very skewed last year. So keep that right. in mind, both in terms of hitters and pitchers. Um, it was very skewed. So when you're looking at 
you know, some of the struggles that guys like Tim Heron didn't pitch particularly well in AAA, who we had on the show. He had some struggles with that transition. Most players did. And that's, you know, we, we instead of writing off uh, Miko Jack or Batenfield, that's probably a discussion we need to have. And on the other side, maybe you worry that it inflated, you know, a Naylor or Valera performance uh, because, again, some of those uh, issues the other way. So just I'm not saying it did, but I'm saying it's something we definitely should keep in mind that AAA data last year maybe isn't as accurate as we sometimes believe it to be. Yeah, it's not always a one-to-one translation. And, and because of how often they've changed the baseballs, especially in Columbus, too, considering the ballpark they play in, you always have to think about that, too, right? Because yeah. And and there are some stadiums in AAA too that it just play very small. Obviously, when you're talking about the West Coast teams, it's even worse. It's not as bad when you're talking about the International League. It's really bad on the West side, but not as bad there. Yeah, I, I mean, there's certainly th- some things to discount from all that. I don't know. We'll see. The one thing you don't have to worry about Logan Allen, I would say too, is the pitch clock thing. You know, obviously, all these guys in the minors have pitched with the pitch clock, but. Logan Allen's a fast worker. I don't think he need. I don't think he would need a pitch clock. I think he is very Jake Westbrook like in his approach to pitching. I have never seen him uh, have a have a tempo that needed to be sped up. He pitches at a good tempo, so that's one thing you can take away from Logan Allen, especially with a, a higher velocity too and his pitch ability. And don't forget, he's got a cutter too. I almost forgot to mention that he's got a cutter. Yeah, I forgot so, about that myself. Yeah, the cutter keeps guys off the fastball and. I know you said the four, the fastball could have been a forty-five on the twenty-eighty scouting scale. I, I think it's a fifty. I think, I think because of the way he controls it, the angle he gets on it, I think that alone makes it an average fastball, even at lower velocity because he's a lefty. So I, I still think this could bump him to into the fifty-five range. Though I agree, if he's a, if he's like a ninety-two, ninety-four guy. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, you can do your world uh, worst baseball competition update, and uh, then we will put this baby to bed. Unfortunately, I don't really have a whole lot. Uh, Andre Semenez got an infield single, as we saw. We talked about his sprint speed. That's it. There are no Cleveland Guardians left in the World Baseball Classic. Mavery's Valoria is back. Andre Semenez will be back tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. Victor Rodriguez is back as the hitting coach. Uh, that's it. They're all the World Baseball Classic. There's there's nobody left. I am sad. But the games are still awesome. So you should still watch USA versus Mexico or Japan. WBC. WBC. Uh, thank you all for listening, reading, and reviewing. We haven't had a, an iTunes review in a while. Uh, so go leave us one there. Uh, thank you to everyone for watching and enjoying the Saturday videos as well. Uh, and giving us some more ideas for what to talk about. We appreciate that. Thank you for being part of the Lockdown Guardians team and go, go Guardians, go.